0: and welcome to the atalanta pod season five episode five of course this is dan from atalanta vegas and with me as always is my atalanta potting life partner nick from atalanta passion nick it's been a little while i'm back on the west coast here for a bit you're still on the east coast how are you doing
1: still on the east coast i'm good um yeah it's funny that First time you go back to Vegas and they give you a 3.30 a.m. start time to, to welcome you back to the West Coast, but everything's good.
0: I know I was really looking forward to to having a lunchtime kickoff, which means a 6.30 a.m. game, which I'm used to being from the West Coast, but boom, 3.30 a.m. And of course, it's the day after I went to the Imagine Dragons concert, which was their Ooh. hometown show and the first one at the Raiders Stadium. Nice. So I was out quite late. Uh, So did you
1: go, did you even go to bed or did you just, I did, I did. We got,
0: I got home at around midnight and I got a cat nap in uh, Mm -hmm. before getting up to watch the match, which was Atalanta-Cremonese, which we will discuss listeners. Sorry, we're, uh, we've been a little delayed with me moving back to the West coast temporarily for a few weeks before I move back East. I'll be back and forth for about a year. So you're going to have to deal with some of these gaps as I, uh, as I adjust here with my work. But um, we'll talk about Atalanta-Cremonese, of course. We didn't get to talk about Mons atalanta so we'll talk about that. Four points out of a possible six against the two cellar dwellers, which is maybe not unexpected, but slightly disappointing, as we could yeah. have had Seoul first place uh, still, but as it stands, we are tied in first place with both Napoli and Milan, I believe. And uh, we will preview the big match. I think this is probably going to be one of our biggest matches so far of this season against Roma, because let's face it, Nick. People have said it, Atalanta's up top, but uh, you know, they're kind of you, know, ragging on us for not playing any good teams, uh, other than Milan, maybe Torino.: Torino.: You can't
1: you can, you can never yeah, you can never knock off or count out Torino or, or, or you can never count Torino and Hellas Verona. I yep. think so. Heck, what are you going to do? But not, you know, not I, yeah. yeah,
0: I can see where people are coming from though. Uh, when they say, Oh, we don't really don't know what this Atalanta is going And let's, let's be honest yes, here. We definitely. don't even know. We don't even know what this new look at the capable of. Yeah. Because we've talked about it. And I think Monza and Cremonese kind of still keep the same kind of idea in our minds that, uh, we haven't really looked that great, and we're adjusting, as you put it nicely, Gasparini's science experiment using the scientific method <laughs> yes. for how to integrate yes. this new style um, into this Atalanta side with all the new young players. So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Monza real quick uh, here. I know we're going to go through your match ratings as well. This was a while ago, so we'll uh, we'll try and remember everything that we can. But it was ultimately a 2 0 victory from us. Not a great first half for the starting 11, which was Musso, Zapakosta, Demiral, Tuloy, Hatabor, Darun, Miners. We got Ederson, Malinowski, Lukman, and starting was Rasmus Hoyland, of course, because Duvan got injured in the previous match. So his debut, Nick four at the back yeah. with two actual real wingbacks for the first time, I think, for a starting 11 that we've seen. So really working fullbacks as opposed to three center backs and like, you know, kind kind of deal. What were your thoughts when you saw this lineup?
1: I was surprised because I think from my preview in the Cremonese game, it's like whatever I, I predict Gasparine's gonna do, he does the opposite. So <laughs> I thought I thought they were gonna do back three in this one. And of course he goes out with the back four, which is against was it when they switch against Verona, that's what we all wanted to really see. What what they could potentially do under, under that sort of setup. So mm-hmm. it was a pleasant surprise, honestly, yeah. I think the personnel that comprised that back four, maybe not so much with, with Hans, Hans getting the start on the right, but ultimately it's, it's not the, the worst thing in the world because everything worked out pretty well in the end.
0: Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised to, to see the back four as well. I felt like I called a couple of things in this match, Nick. I felt like I called that that Gasparini has to start Zappacosta and Hatibor. He doesn't know how not to, um, of course. And this right. is against Monza. We all knew that Rasmus Hoyland was probably going to get his debut, and he was going to. I said he was going to get a goal, and I also said Lukman was going to get a goal, and that was. We'll just say Lukman did get a goal. Okay, yeah, Because, yeah. <laughs> because that was a, it was an goal. Yes, but uh, so I I called a couple of things on here. I feel pretty proud. Uh, about it. I think both of us felt like we would win this match, but it wouldn't be easy. And if the first 90 seconds was any indication for what the rest of the match was going to look like, Muso had to be the best player on the pitch. Good performance from mm-hmm. Juan Muso in that in that first half, but not a great performance
1: from the rest of the squad. Definitely. It's like, wow. Like, even within 30 seconds, it's, here's old faithful Atalanta who loves giving up goals within 45 seconds of matches, and Musso to the rescue again. Um, but yeah, you're right. That first half was, it was oddly, it was really strange one way traffic. Yeah. Which I guess was ultimately the game plan because it, it stayed that way a little in the second half with Monza having more possession, but their possession was much, much more dangerous in the first half than it was in the second half when our feet got a little bit wet and we were able to sort out what's going on.
0: Yeah. And I, one of those things where you called it, you know, Monza's probably going to possess the ball more. They're a pretty, pretty possession based team um just saw that their their coach finally got fired by the way oh
1: did, did he i didn't yeah
0: so he's got a, he's got a new replacement i don't know who his name is but he said that he uh likes to emulate gasparini and urich so okay. who, maybe we have another another padawan uh for gasparini's uh to gra- gasparini's yoda here right so um interesting that'll, that'll be interesting. because that
1: that's a that's a pretty big change from their heavy pit session dominance all of a sudden being like a High press and high press is maybe if they're going more into Torino mold, ugly kind of team. But yeah, okay, hey, we'll see. I, I Rafa- feel like Rafael that's Pal- work. Rafael Paladino. I do not know that name. Yeah, Rafael Paladino. That's right. And
0: for all the players that we talked about in the previous pod about Monza, we actually didn't talk about Stefano Sensi, who was one of the players yeah. who who had a, a good shot in the very beginning of the match that probably brought out the best save from Juan Musso. I mean, really, really a stacked you know, team of journeymen slash potentials that never quite mm-hmm. made it in Serie A. Yep. so I don't know. I guess uh, Palladino has definitely a good a good group to work with, I think, going forward. And uh, you know, I think we all kind of predicted that maybe they'd probably go down, but uh hey, who knows? Mm-hmm. Never know. With a Gasparini Yurich style setup, it probably fits well uh for
1: this club. It's a good it's a good way to to stay relevant even if you can't maybe exceed expectations with it i think you can um it it can help you like what genoa did last year i think it's a good way like Genoa was way too far behind to not be relegated at that point but if monza did this early enough where they can probably they might be able to help themselves with survival with a a system like this yeah
0: i mean so you know with this game we again have yet can we have, have yet to go behind which is which is very interesting I and mean, even including mm-hmm. the cremonese match which we'll talk a yep. little bit about in a bit but we continue the the trend of having a terrible first half it ended nil nil most of the possession probably more dangerous um for monza there was a couple of chances for atalanta from corner kicks but uh Come the second half, it's like it's always like a different squad. Like you see it right away, yep. you know, more possession, more pressing. This is kind of weird, Nick. I, I mean, why does it take us so long to get into the game, do you
1: think? Oh, and uh, personnel, maybe. Yeah. Soppy, co- Soppy comes on right at the start of the second half. Things That's instantly it. change. Yeah. Um, they switched, they switched Lookman to Soppy side. They were both on the left flank and. They, I thought they worked really well together. Yep. So maybe it comes back to some of this tinkering, and it's like, okay, we tried this the first forty-five; it didn't really work out. Plan B, and hey, Plan B happened to work this time, and it <laughs> continues to keep working in second halves more more often than not. Um, but it doesn't carry over from game to game, which is weird, unless it's just over tinkering. From obviously, there's a little because we're going with different formations sometimes and different different players. Um, uh, but I think just Continually trying to find that starting 11 that that works the best together. Um, Treat it as two 45-minute games maybe a little bit, and they try different things out. Just spitballing, I don't necessarily know if that's true. Um, Might help explain why we're seeing such stark results half to half sometimes.
0: It's really really interesting that you would mention the Soppy Lookman combination because we actually saw that in Cremonese as well, and it worked pretty well. Interestingly enough, both of these players have predominantly played on the right side and Gasparini has them playing on the left. It kind of yeah. begs the question as to what kind of success we could get if they were playing together on their natural right side, um, especially Brandon Soppi, I think that you know, he's done really, really well on the left-hand side, but there's something to be said for finally unseating Hans Hatabor <laughs> as the titular yeah. right-back, right-wing-back um, you know, and maybe starting giving yoke and melee some minutes because melee did get some minutes yeah. in this match. And at that point we had like, he was playing like in the midfield. Uh, I feel like he he was yeah, really in
1: there. Strange, strange position. Yeah. And then Sapi played well on the right against Torino too. He had, yeah. he had a very good game there. So he definitely has it. Obviously he has it in him because it's his natural side, but yeah, I feel like we'll that's something that I would next. love
0: to see. I'd love to see Sapi on the right side to see what he can do with Lookman on that right side. Um, Nick, let's go to your match ratings on this one so we can talk through that. Sure.
1: All right, let's go down. So pre- pretty good slate of match ratings, obviously, with a 2-0 with win. A lot of things had to go right for the most part. But, of course, Juan Musso started us off well. I gave him a 7 because two great saves within, like, the first 15 minutes. I forget when that sensey shot was that he stopped, but two great saves, and then it was quiet. It was crickets pretty much for, for him in there on out. Didn't have a whole lot to do. Uh Toloy and Demerol all Clustered them together I gave both of them Seven and a half mm-hmm. Even toloy had that blunder very early on But I thought after then he He didn't put a foot wrong and Demerol Didn't put a foot wrong pretty much the entire match Yeah um, those
0: two together with Cup Miners, I guess you could say so far Potentially all the season have been our best players
1: Definitely <laughs> yeah and then yeah And then yeah, I guess you can say Lookman, maybe Soppy and Spurts but they've been there for like the whole time Doing yeah. it I, I did want to point I noticed Demerol losing out some aerial battles to Gianluca Caprari hmm. early in this match. I don't know if, how that really happened because Caprari's very short and Demaral's not short. Uh, I just want to look really quick to see if they have a, a summary on the duels. I I have a, uh,
0: I have a a little bit of a theory on how that could happen. It's just the way... He's not like a central striker, right? Caprari kind of weaves and bobs. And so I'm mm. assuming that he maybe had a step on him to get him to position. Maybe Demerol was a little slow in, 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 I don't I
1: don't even know. I think maybe I, I remember one specifically where they were both pretty static, really off oh like gosh. a really strange. He was over two that he didn't have a lot to do with those. So maybe I just, I don't know. It was interesting. Maybe, maybe Capri went in with an elbow or something to the chest and <laughs> threw, him, threw him off balance or something we couldn't see it from from where we were maybe but, yeah that's an interesting observation though yeah and it's nothing to be concerned about really I just thought it was surprising I'm like how does that really happen when you're a guy who wins so much so many aerial duels um, I,
0: I would have to say that like I I think that of course Demerol has his game but I, I always thought the Palomino was much better in the air uh, then Demerol on the defensive side. Now on the offensive side, there's there's another story. Different there.
1: story. Yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah. Palomino's definitely are uh, all of them are excellent. Even Jim City, but I think Palomino's like class of his own. Yeah. When it comes to that. Um, but nonetheless, we go on. Uh, so back to or back to center back. So the two fullbacks this time. Hatabor, I Give him a six and a half. Uh, he starts, but he doesn't doesn't make mistakes doesn't do anything really to help push the team on so steady steady run of play from him uh but zappacosta i gave him a six
2: cool.
1: uh, just he came off early Is uh, probably not in the full full form yet so sure. he's he's not to his his full full capability i think yet uh midfield martin derone six and a half and i'm looking at my notes here what did i say so you can just tell a little now that like he's he's super dependable, right? Like he's he's always going to be in the right place most of the times, but he he can be a step slow sometimes. I, I think some age is catching up to him a little time, and you see some fifty-fifty balls that he's there like a hair late. Maybe he's starting in a bad position, but it feels like it's something he may have gotten to a couple of years ago. Um, just something I noticed, no, nothing egregious really, but just like the Demerol thing, it stood out to me a couple of times in the match.
0: One, one of the things I'd noticed to kind of, you know, to your point is that I feel like he has a, a deeper starting position uh, mm-hmm. now. So where he is usually set up, whether that's mostly on the right or on the left, he usually offers less of an offensive outlet um, than he has in the past because he doesn't go up as high. Uh, maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's the new system, but it kind of requires... Cope miners, or maybe even Malinowski, to kind of be that dutocampista where they're kind of everywhere um, following the range, because Martin doesn't seem to be pushing up and providing that outlet. And ultimately, if you have Hans and, and Martin on the right-hand side, that's kind of detrimental, And I think that's why you've been seeing, um, you know, uh, Martin Deroon on the left-hand side of midfield a little bit more, and Cope miners on the right. Uh, because they need some help on the right side. If you're going to stick Hans Bore there, we know that he either kicks the ball into, into touch or he, yeah. has to, he has to check it back, and he has nobody to check it back to because Morton's too far back.
1: Mm-hmm. It's an interesting way to think about it. Yeah, something to keep an eye on, I think, going forward. Something it would be nice to not keep an eye on because we don't want to see yeah. how to bar be the first choice, but that's, the, that's a situation we, we find ourselves in. Uh, but Kotmeier, his his partner, I, I, he was great. Seven, yeah. I gave him. I thought he was really good. Um,
0: Shame he didn't no. get a goal in, in the second half there. He, it was him and Hoyland on a break, and he decided to shoot, and he saw shot it straight at Diggert. Yeah,
1: yeah, unfortunately. Um, but great going forward. He's been really good when he's oh. kind of gotten unleashed now. Yeah. Uh,
0: much better in the second halves as well. I think maybe yeah. that's part
1: of it. He's kind of a slow starter, but he seems to get mm-hmm. going in the second half. Yep. D- diesel engine, except mm-hmm. he's not slow like a diesel engine. Um, <laughs> and the other guy is not slow. Ederson give him a seven. Um, man, that turn he had to oh. set up that second goal. And then he just, he took off like a jackrabbit. Uh, great, great acceleration speed and perfect ball that helped set up the own goal. But I thought he was, he was night again much better in the second half and mm-hmm. the, you can say that for the whole team obviously at this point but still, he's still trying to find his place a little bit I think and where he best fits and I don't really know where the best place for him is but it's good to see that he has versatility to play on the right play on the left play further back centrally he's he's plug and play a lot of the time um and then Malinowski again common theme here I gave him a seven He played deeper back. He started that play off, man. Mm -hmm. That was nice. Like I I counted from when the ball left his foot to Hoyland putting in the net. net, It took seven seconds for that play to go from start to finish. And I I like when he's further back, man. I I really do. Um, The first time you ever mentioned it when they played Real Madrid and they they lost in the Champions League, when he was further back, just pinging balls through is like, heck, there's really something here. But he... Obviously, doesn't play there all the time, but really good things happen when he's able yep. to see the whole field.
0: I think for both Ederson and Malinowski, but maybe more so for Ederson, um, both of them benefit from four in the back because it allows another spot in the, in the midfield. And I think it provides Ederson and Malinowski a little bit more freedom to roam, drop back, go forward. Um, between the, them and Pem and, and Cook miners, there is a lot of interchanging and a lot of freedom. And I think that maybe, it, I won't call it creativity, um, but it, it's it's flexibility and maybe surprise um, that you can get because it's tough to mark those guys if they drop further back, and they all they all have they all have these skills to be able to go forward and drop back. Those three specifically, so you know when we talk about Cremonese, of course. Ederson not in the starting lineup, and we go three at the back. I feel like in order to get Malinovsky, Ederson, and miners on the pitch at the same time, we need
1: that 4-2-3-1 setup. Definitely. Yeah, unless you're going to have both Ederson and Miners be central midfielders, and I I don't think that probably uses their skill set in the best way. Yep. So we'll see, which is why I think the back four is really interesting and maybe a valid way to go forward. Yep. Um, but one guy that definitely does well in the back four as well, probably could continue doing well in the back three. Adamola Lookman, seven mm-hmm. and a half. Great, great cross to set up Hoyland. And basically, he had the second goal. That was, that was all, basically all in on him. But, uh, really good work on, on the left side. And he he can make something out of nothing sometimes, which is, which is really nice to see.
0: Yeah. I like him. I, I, hmm. You know, Jeremy Boga got injured. Uh, was it today in in a friendly match after scoring a goal? I don't know what's going on with Jeremy Boga. Um, you know, but yeah, it's tough. You know, with Adamola looking playing like this, where's Gasparini going to put Boga in?
1: Exactly. Yep. Uh, but at least we still have Lukman doing well, and and he's really good. I think in defense as well, helping mm-hmm. with his contribution, press and everything, which yeah. Boga is isn't the best at. No um hoyland rasmus hoyland a De- mm. starting debut goal right so beautiful that, it was a great it's it's like do, do you see zapata scoring a goal like that i don't know that's like the first spot. maybe two years like, ago yeah. yeah maybe
0: two three years ago definitely uh-huh. never lucho yeah the only other person yeah. who could really score a goal like that would be like mario posilich
1: right mm-hmm. but that's if if this is the system we really want to employ going forward, then that's the kind of striker you need sometimes, just to be in the right be in the right spot to to put off these chances where the uh, the, few, the few times the odds would be in our favor on the counter attack to to just know exactly what to do. And this was great, I mean, and good thing they they had the VAR to check it because it was pretty obvious that Lookman mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't even close to being offsides. So happy to happy to forget his first goal out of the way, which is nice. Yep, and he gets he gets a call up to the Danish national team for the first. That's time. right. Yeah. Yep.
0: I already called it, Nick. Outside of the foot from Mela,
1: Mela to to, to Hojland,
0: volley, and uh, it, it it might not happen on uh, this weekend, but uh, I can assure you that it will happen on the international break if he gets to play. <laughs> let's save
1: it. Let's save it for the World Cup. That'd be <laughs> even better. I put I put when I was in Vegas, I put I put twenty bucks to, on Denmark to win it yeah. all. So oh, that would be, be so nice. great. It'd be nice for them to do that for me. Um as an aside, I know what I do but like World Cup, like
0: who are you actually pulling for? Like, you know, like Colombia's out, Italy's out. Uh,
1: yeah. For uh, me. I'll go for the states. I'll, I'll go, go for I'll, the states. I'll go red, white, and blue. I want to see them do well. I, Especially I, with England in the group. Yeah, you definitely I, have to see them go through. Well, I, game, so. I
0: definitely want to see them do well. I'm American after all, but like I I'm drawn to the the countries that have multiple Atlanta players. So so the Netherlands. And Denmark, Denmark, I feel like are the two countries that I'm kind of looking at, um, you know, to 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 support because I want to see our boys do good. That's uh,
1: yeah, and I think Denmark will ultimately be the team I root the hardest for. That's that's not the U.S. Yeah, I I I work for a Swedish
0: company. I'm not allowed to root for Denmark, but you know, the Sweden, the Sweden
1: make it. No, no, no. So you have some uh, Scandinavian. (laughs) <laughs> camarader camaraderie you can you can go with that
0: <laughs> yeah maybe the
1: dutch then cup miners in ruin maybe hot yeah. maybe hot is that it that's all we have dutch wise now yep yeah we'll see yeah i'll be fine i'm excited though for it even though it's in a really odd time but it'll be good
0: so what'd you rate uh rasmus i gave him seven yeah 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 i mean you really Really can't complain. Uh, he definitely showed some different, something different in Cremonese, which I was excited about as well. But right, um, he's exciting. Like I said like last week, I think that he is the, the signing that I'm kind of most excited about because mm-hmm. he's a center forward that we've never really had. Yep. Mold, you know, that I think we're looking for. Yep. I think he's a modern center
1: forward. Yep, definitely. At 19
0: years old, you can't be old school,
1: right? Can't be old school, and you really don't know what you are yet. So there's a lot <laughs> yep. to a lot to to grow on with him
0: definitely has everything all the tools that he needs to succeed
2: definitely
1: all right subs Um, so subs we used all five right Or we used four maybe five five yeah boga barely played right okay uh but soppy seven and a half came game change when he came on moved to the left with bookman um was part of that nice Nice interchange with Malinowski and help get the ball forward, but yeah, he's good. He miskicks the ball a lot. I know this, so mm. I don't know if you know this. Like he's winding up and he like yes. he like toes it or ah. like it goes off his foot weird, which is really strange. But <laughs> maybe <laughs> just r- randomness and like a few few small amount of kicks, but just something that popped up in my mind. Uh, Pasalic six and a half. He came out for Hoyland, I think, right. Mm-hmm. And I think he basically was there to just hold the ball and make sure that Monza doesn't get forward with it. And I thought he did a really good job with that. Uh, Scalvini, six and a half. Maybe we could have given him a seven, but he got that yellow card, uh, which he didn't need to do. Like the the ball was already lost by Monza at the time he decided to clip. It was a Colpani, I forget who it was. But uh, he he was up and down the pitch. He, he almost forced Di Gregorio into an error and got the goal off yep. it. But I, th- I think Scalvini midfield project is, is still still in session. I think we probably continue to see that if, he, if he's able to get a minute on the pitch. Uh, melee, six. He, he was barely on 10, 10 15 minutes maybe. Um, and then Boga didn't give a rating to But the minimal minutes he played. Jeremy Boga. Jeremy Boga. 24 million. But we'll see. We can hold that hope.
0: I, I really feel like there's a couple players like I said that that do much better with a 4 at the back whereas guys like Boga and and even Mario Poslich maybe because they Mario has been in that kind of attacking midfield role especially on the right-hand side. He's not really a striker. He, you know, he sometimes for Croatia plays in a 4-3-3, you know, in attack or in the midfield. Mm-hmm. But I think that he does better in that three-four-two-one 4 2 1 setup. Uh, I think Jeremy Boga is probably better suited to that as well. So it's really interesting to see, you know, obviously we want all our players to play well in whatever system that we have, but I think we, there might be a little bit of a, I don't know, maybe in Gasparini's mind, if he's playing three at the back, these are his guys. And if he's playing four at the back, these are his guys. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Well, we always, him, we always accused him of not having a plan B,
1: so it's plan true. B for you. Yep, exactly. And we see it within the game now as opposed to uh, after a match where things don't go well. So his adjustments on the fly are always welcome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, man of the match for me, Lookman, I, yep. think, I think he deserved it. It was, it was close because everyone played well uh, to Lloyd, Demeral, even stoppy you could have given a shout to i yeah. think on all of this maybe muso but i thought lookman was um creaming the crop for me
0: yeah i, I would have given it to Prasmus spoiling just because he got a he got a goal he his got his
1: goal a but Can't yeah I, I agree
0: lookman we'll, we'll call it a goal and an assist mm. um in, in that match has to be adam lookman
1: or two assists we can even say Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah right exactly <laughs> I do want to make a note about Andrea Colpani, though, because he's, he's been an interesting player from one set. he's an Atalanta youth. That boy has some square shoulders, let me tell you. It's almost like if he hasn't stopped growing yet, he could start looking like Yosef Bilicic.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but he had that great move from the right-hand side cut in, and he shot yep. you know, at the near post that was just wide. Um, Andrea Colpani, he looks great. So yeah. I don't know if he's at Atalanta levels, but uh, he's young and he, you know, is he still on our books, Nick?
1: I did not know. Hmm. Um, let me check transfer market really quick. He's 23. Um, I think there's Andrea Colpani. He is $2.4 million valuation, hmm. which doesn't mean a whole lot, I guess. They. You purchase them out, right? Yeah, they they purchased them out, right? Okay. And no, no fee given, so we don't we don't know how much it is yet. Okay. But, yeah. Interesting. It happened already.
0: And of course, you know, on on the other side, we also had you know, Piscina who didn't have a bad game. Um, he no. was, he, was, he definitely wasn't terrible. Probably one of the better ones in the in the midfield. Um, you know, and Andrea Patania did come on uh, as well. Didn't do a whole lot, but it was good to see. He had a very tender moment. With uh, Hans Hauteboer. Hans giving him a little slap on the face. Good to yep. see you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was very nice. Uh, I'm just very glad that the X's didn't haunt us. In this match, we win 2-0. Yep. Um, another shutout. And top of the table at this point, two points clear of, of second place. So, I mean, at this point, it's looking good. Right, Nick? I mean, we played a four at the back. Weathered the early storm. Got two goals. Hoyland gets his goal. I'm really looking forward to Cremonese, but in the back of my mind, and I'm not just saying this because we ended up drawing 1-1, uh, Cremonese has always been a bogey team for Atalanta in, in history. We haven't had a really good record against uh, Cremonese. Um, so, again, another, another Lombardy derby, um, this time down south. But uh, they came to the Gavis Stadium, and Nick, before this match, what were your thoughts? Because we haven't talked about it. What were you thinking yeah. was going to happen with as Obviously, another win we want. They're second to the bottom. You know, they, they have a decent team, probably have it a little bit more together than, um, than Monza does cohesively mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but I don't know. How did you feel about going into this?
1: I felt super positive going into it, just because I th- you, you get I think you get built up in the hype it's like oh i thought this first in the table since what was it 1964 mm-hmm. like out, outright for the for the first time in such a long time relatively convincing two nil against monza and you think we finally have some head of steam going where where the that identity is starting to come out and we really understand what this team's gonna be all about and how they're gonna march on forward so yeah i think and then Cremonese. is is a team that, like you said, they, they have it together, but heck, they just came up from Serie B. And mm-hmm. it feels like a game that At- Atalanta should be able to handle. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, Monza likes to hold on to the ball. So it really makes sense that this is fitting a bit into Atalanta's tendency now to, to, to sit back and wait and counter. But Krami doesn't no. dictate the ball. they're They're going to play... Basically, they're going to try to low block against bigger teams and what happens when there's two teams that are trying to do the same thing and one team has to be the aggressor in some sort of way. And I think we got the answer a little bit in this match. And of course, we'll talk about it. And I think it's a good learning lesson to go figure out what we got to do in these types of matches because we got to get the three points from them. We can't just, we just can't wait and, and hope for something to break.
2: Yeah. Definitely,
0: two points dropping is not good. There's something that in in a close race like we have right now. I know it's it's only six matches in to the Mm -hmm. season, but still, we always look back and we regret some of these points dropped, which we've been really happy that we haven't been doing um, this season. But you know, basically, you know, the writing was on the wall for us when you go up against a team with a guy named Charles Pickle. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) that's right. That's got to be one of the better names. Charlie Pickle, um, but uh, Charles course-
1: Dillon Pickle. I hope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, Nick. Very good. I like that. But of course, we're all jazzed about the 4 2 3 1. And what does Gasparini do with his starting yeah. lineup? Go to 3 4 2 1. Mm-hmm. Which means, of course, Juan Musso is in there, but Caleb O'Coley comes in with Demerol and Toloy O'Coley on the right, Demer, uh, Toloy on the left, and of course. He has to start Hans Hattebor. How could you not start Hans Hattiebohr? Yeah. Darude and Kopp Miners in the pivot. Brandon Sapi uh, at least gets to start in this match on the left-hand side. Lookman and Malinowski supporting Lucho, who's back from mm-hmm. injury, and he missed that Monza match. Nick, when you saw this lineup after 4-2-3-1, got to be a little disappointing to see, to see the 3 2
1: one Definitely. And full disclosure, I was I was up at five thirty. Dog woke me up and I'm like, I'll pump I'm like, okay. I'm going I'll be I'm ready to go when 6 30 when this match starts and I fall asleep at 6 <laughs> 15. Wake up, wake up at seven and I start watching at minute 40. So I had no idea what I was getting into when I turned the TV on and I'm like 0 mm-hmm. zero zero. I see Okoli <laughs> on the field. I see a back three. I'm like, I'm not I'm not excited. Yeah. I see Hat and I'm like things were probably super ugly. In the first forty minutes, and I didn't, I wasn't even bothered to go back and rewatch it because didn't want to put myself through that.
0: Yeah, well, no, they but, weren't great. Uh, yeah. It was a very typical uh, uh, first half. For Atalanta, wasn't terrible, but definitely um, Cremonese got some chances. Um, Dessers in particular was looking pretty dangerous, as was uh, Okereke. Uh, but you know, it, it, it didn't look. I wasn't worried because I figured in the second half, we would just come on, right? I, I felt like that, that was the big thing. Hantibor wasn't great. Uh, Malinowski was wasteful. I think the big thing in that first half, Nick, was good Lord, we could not get the final ball. Um, yeah. we, were, we, we had more possession. So it was like the Atalanta that we were used to seeing, obviously because Cremona was staying back a little bit compared to some, some of the other teams that we faced this year. But we had some very, very poor passing. And Malinowski was having a terrible match in the first half. Uh, there were some great runs um, that Lucho had made, that Lookman had made, and he was just coming up short. Um, you know, so I-, I would have to say that that summarizes the was first he mi- half. Was he,
1: mi- was he missing the pass or the pass just wasn't landing? It was, it was
0: just too short.
1: Or, just too short. Yeah. Okay. Or, or
0: it was too long.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and we saw the same thing of you know him kind of holding onto the ball a little bit too long. He wasn't shooting, but there was a lot of actual open space uh, that I felt like could have been exploited on the wings, and it just wasn't because it, the, the ball was kind of stuck in the midfield, uh, right. uh, in the middle of the park, a, a little bit too long. And to be honest with you, I was super shocked at the job that Kirakesh did against Luis Moria. Lucho was not looking great. I was uh, <clears throat> I was pleased, actually, to see him come off for Rasmus Boylan in the second half. He uh, yeah. just came back from injury. He hasn't looked good all year, but uh, at least he got the start, but he was a little bit disappointing. So, nil-nil at the break, as per tradition, uh, it seems yeah. like for us. Um, but uh, second half starts out fantastic,
2: mm-hmm.
0: as per tradition. Uh, we get going, and what was first on the timeline? There was it the, um, was it the goal from, um, the the goal from the free kick, of uh, uh, Coke Miners or what? That or was it the actual goal
1: itself? I think. Well, I think Ederson and Hoyland came on first, right? Yes. So they come on, and I think, and then six thirty. The early games are tough too because I, it's enough to watch it, but to try to digest everything that's going on is really challenging sometimes yeah. too but i things definitely start getting better i think with Ed- ederson comes on hoyland comes on you were talking about Kirakesh uh pocketing Lucha pretty well and i think we'll talk about it later but hoyland was pretty good in, it, yeah. in his his link up play and his his target man play much better uh yeah but i think that handball comes the goal came at the 74th minute i want to yeah. say the handball came maybe like 7 8 minutes before that yeah something yeah. like that so around the 16th. really unfortunate for o'cole yeah.
0: and yeah we'll talk about Caleb about Caleb O'Coley, but he got caught out a couple of times i i yeah. don't know what it was but this was not a good game for him handball aside uh, mm-hmm. that prevented i i don't know if radu would have gotten to that um if his hadn't had been there or not but i feel like it would have gone in the goal
1: oh really i'm i'm the opposite i th- i think i think radu gets that problem. you think radu gets that i th- i think he gets it but heck who knows we'll never know at this point but yeah I, I maybe feel like I, maybe I tell one. myself that. Yeah. Maybe I can. I, I tell myself that. They, to I, I really, I it.
0: honestly think that Radu wouldn't. have... Maybe he would have gotten over there, but there was enough mm. pace on the ball that maybe he would have pushed it into the corner. Um, if you look at, he never, he never dove, really. Yeah. So he was kind of rooted there, um, and he was in an awkward position. It was almost like the ball was behind him, uh, at that point. Even if it looked like it was going central, just as a, as an old goalkeeper, I. In a situation like that, that's even if you get there, you're probably shoving it into the back of your own net. Yeah. Um, but a really unfortunate error, but he was not good. Uh, Ocoli, maybe it was a little bit of jitters against
1: facing his old club, his old club, or something like that. Could be. But yeah, even with that, like he just looked all over the place defensively, a little unsure of himself at times. <laughs>
0: One of the best battles, all, all all match though, really was the the Ser Nicola against Brand Brandon Sapi. That that was yep. a great battle on the right the right of uh, Cremonese on the left of Atalanta. That was fantastic. And Sapi Sapi had some. You basically had to chop chop him down. They mm-hmm. really had to chop him down to, to stop him. He was really getting his motor running. He looked really yeah. really good. Um, yep. Adamola Lukman didn't look as good for me in in, in this match.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Did he start off on the right hand side and move to the left? Yes. Later or, or yeah. Did... Him.
0: Him yeah. and him and and Malinowski kind of flip flopped and flip flopped a, a, a little bit back at back and forth. Yeah. Um. But Cope Miners taking those free kicks. Um. Looked fantastic. Uh. He. This was his most tutocampista, I think, match of the season. Yeah. Um. Going everywhere, but, you know. He he drills that that beautiful uh, free kick, a very similar position that he had would have scored on if Akoli hadn't uh, hadn't touched it with his hand, and uh, Demerol gets his head on it, potentially bounces off of Toloi's uh, back. Toloi's
1: back. I'm su- actually surprised they didn't yeah switch. I, I I was pretty convinced it was back, but heck, regardless, we get but, we get but, the goal. So
0: but Demerol really celebrates hard. Uh, it's a big deal. One 0 Nick, I think I think this is it. This is it. Yeah, this is what we do. Joke. Yeah and shit.
1: Yeah, what happened on that goal? Four minutes later, right? It, it took no time. It was there. It was the first convincing offensive display they put on in the second half, and everything just falls to pieces. They can't clear it right, mm-hmm. and they're just, I don't know, like they. Everyone just felt like they were sitting too far back. Yep. And at the end of the day, it was. Well, I think at the end of the day, you you can confirm or deny it with your your goalkeeping knowledge more, but Musso spilling that ball. Because at the end, they they forced a shot from outside the box that was easy to stop. Mm -hmm. Musso corrals that, they kick it, and it's like, crisis averted. We'll go Mm -hmm. try to score a second or play better defense than we did for that string of play. And then everything just falls to pieces when he boots it. And... O'Coli keeps him on side too. I don't know if you can really blame Ocooley for that, yeah. just with how fast everything was going. Uh, but the fact that it's O'Coli makes it stick out in your mind a little bit more. But I i don't know. I wrote I my article. I wonder where, where the sun is located early on uh, at, at, at That's noon good in Bergamo. And yeah,
0: I mean, Galini would have worn a hat if it he was. Would, uh, he would we, have worn the cap with
1: Juan. Yeah. Juan I, I, I don't know if Musso's a. Um, He's a brown eye guy or a blue eye guy? Because if that was me, I would be dying <laughs> without without sunglasses on or something at that time. But I feel like he has brown eyes. Know. But that, that's, but a, that's just that's a, me. That's a safe guess, right? More yeah, often. I think it's a safe guess. He has brown eyes. Yeah, he yeah. does
0: have brown eyes. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, so then you, valeri scores. I it's I think it's one hundred percent Musso's fault. To be honest with you, look, here is the deal. Mm-hmm. There is a reason why we were first, even trying to to play through all these changes, new personnel, new system. It's because our defense didn't make mistakes that that led to goals for the other teams. Yep. They they just didn't and Juan Muso made a mistake. Look, we 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 still have the best defensive record in the league after 6 match days, which is insane. Crazy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're what how many goals do we have? 9 9, Nine and
1: 3.
0: Yeah. 9 and mm-hmm. 3. So you know we definitely don't have the most goals scored. We're probably still in the in the top eight or top seven when it comes to to goals scored in the league. But we're gonna we get scored on. We have a chance of of not winning
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: with this new look at the Atlanta side. This isn't yep. the Atlanta side of old that can concede three and still win.
2: Exactly. So
0: uh, it was bound to happen, Nick. It just sucks that it was against Cremonese, uh, and it sucks because you know the previous day all the other teams. Almost dropped points. We're mm-hmm. talking about Napoli, you're talking about, um, who was the other one that had to wait till the Inter. last second? Inter, yeah. So it was a shame that they didn't drop points. They all got three points. Lazio ended up getting uh, three points convincingly. Milan got three points. So you've had dropped points, but, yeah. but Roma as well. But like, that's that's a shame, right? But mm-hmm. all said and done before we go to your match ratings, one one, it happened. I think it's a good learning experience. It sucks that it happened against Cremonese. It's better yeah. to draw 1-1 against Milan than it is against Cremonese. That's that's for sure. But uh, it also sucks that it was at home because was, I think we have the home hoodoo a little bit from last year. Where we have PTSD.
1: A little bit. Yeah, and, and after that, heck, there's, there, there's still 12 minutes left, plus added time, so there's 17 minutes left to go get a goal. Mm-hmm. I think the best chance they got is Caleb Coley streaking into the box yeah. to to put one away yep. and that was it there. There wasn't really enough of a, a strategy yet to figure out what we do when we have to go get that final goal. And yeah, I think it's part of the learning experience and it's better to be talking about this earning a point still than having just earned zero points in it. So we can hold our, we can hold our hats on that at least a little bit. And we're still 14 points top of the league yep. going into everything. so could be worse
0: so let's do a quick look at your your match ratings, and then we'll uh we'll talk Roma.
1: yeah, we can talk Roma and I'll just really quickly, so we have ten goals, ten and three, which is oh, nice. ten and three yes we and, and 3. from an expected goals allowed, we're also second in the league to Napoli, and we're within neck and neck we're point two goal differences allowed, so it's not just. It's not just something we're seeing from the goals that are actually being scored. It's also something systemically defensively I think we're doing that we're not giving up good opportunities to opponents, which is encouraging. Yep. Uh, But yes, match ratings, we shall go. So um, I will disclosure that this is based off a blend of what I've heard The, the, (laughs) the lovely folks and the intelligent folks on Twitter talking about plus my observations from half two. Uh But it's not pretty for the first start. Wamuso obviously, five. Maybe you could even go four and a half, right? Because he didn't really have much else to do. And it's a, it's that one costly error that causes uh, the goal to go in. Okoli, I gave him a five as well. He's just I don't know, just something something about him. Sometimes it's it, he's young. Like I, I think we're we're still learning how to iron things out. Maybe he's better in the back four. Because if you remember when we went back four with him and Demaral against Hellas Verona, Hellas Verona was mounting much more dangerous attacks than anything we saw in the Scram match. But he was mm-hmm. great. He was great yeah. in that match.
0: I think part um, of it, too, is, is that when he has the ball, maybe because in the back three he carries the ball a little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. he, got, he gets caught in possession.
1: He does. Yeah. yeah. That one Like, he has a head... One too heavy a touch, and yep. then he's like deer in the headlights, and doesn't know what to do. And of course, everyone else is out of position by that point to to react in an appropriate way. Yep. um But his God, these two guys, I swear, like is it, it's it's Demaral Toloy and Cope miners, the MVPs of the season so far, right? Demaral to Toloi gave seven and a half again. Toloy was the only one that looked like he had offensive intent in that final fifteen minutes to try to get something something going on, and nothing just landed. And of course, Demaral with the goal ultimately it's his goal i guess now but uh being a good danger in the box which is, is really nice when it it feels like we're going to need to rely on some yes. of set piece goals this year yeah and which if, we've if been not
0: great on yeah. in the past couple of years
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh, let's see how hot to bore i i gave him a six i just really don't remember i said i don't know if you're a radiohead fan but i said he's been listening to too much radiohead because he's taken how to disappear completely too far to heart. <laughs> um, great Radiohead song if you if you don't know it, but that's that was my thoughts of him. Where I was like, I forgot he was on the pitch, um, which, which can be a good thing with Hans. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Soppy though six and a half. I did a heat map comparison of Soppy and board, oh, and you could obviously tell, like you said, how much offensive intent Soppy had, and he was like hanging out like around the arc in the 18 yard box a few mm-hmm. times. I'm like, what's he doing? But I'm, I'm all for it. And obviously there's probably different duties. They have that Soppy go get forward, Hot to bore stay back, but it's just night and day, just where they were located playing basically parallel or um, um the same position more or less. I, uh,
0: I, I, I have to say, I, ha- I expect that kind of imbalance between the fullbacks and the four back setup. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect that in a three-back setup. Yeah,
1: three yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see who's next. minor, seven and a half. Almost had his goal, but his free kick—his free kicks have been great, and he, he was just super strong in the middle, going forward, helping out the back. It's been great ever since uh, the Milan match, where it was his probably his biggest dud of the year. But he's been awesome since then. I have a question, Nick. I I thought about something. So mm-hmm. I think at this point.
0: Malinowski is off the pitch and that's why that's why um cook miners is taking the free kicks yes um it, in, probably, a, probably, in, in yeah. a position like that like it, ordinarily it's 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 malinovsky and ordinarily from a position like that malinovsky is shooting
1: right i i, I will say though this one um was very close to the touch line. This one was further back. Mm, yeah. Where the goal actually went in. Maybe malinowski tries from there, but I think this is one where he probably tries to to whip it in still. My question is this.
0: Whipping in a ball, whether it's shooting or just getting it into a dangerous position. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like malinowski's balls are almost too difficult to to head in. Yeah. Right? They come up with so much pace. Um you know, it, it's hard for for the attackers to to get ahead onto it. Regardless if he puts it into a dangerous position, I feel like Cup miners, the ch- just like we saw with the disallowed goal, it's like put it into a position where maybe shot, come cross, whatever. I feel like it, it's it's a better, it's a better ball because mm-hmm. with Malinowski, it's just he's just booming it, right? Sure. And and even if he's not trying to shoot, there's just too much pace behind it. And I don't know if Molina has anything but that, that level
1: of, of, of kick. You, you know is, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. He has touch. <laughs> he, he, he can put touch on the ball when it's not a free kick. But I think it's definitely true. I've never seen him not try to murder the ball on a free kick. <laughs> and we love that about yeah. him, right? Because it's exciting. But if he's going for goal, I'll, by all means, I, I would rather have him, I think, the cup minor still. But. But for an NFL, like a quarterback who throws a catchable ball rather yeah. than like a gunslinger with great arm strength who like yeah. knocks his receivers hands off. I think it is a pretty good analogy for something like that. And it's probably, I see something in that for sure.
0: Yeah. Especially in an angle like that, where, yeah. you know, obviously if it's, if it's, if it's in that, you know, that area around the, you know, the outside of the box in that arc, you know, we'll call it the Juventus arc. We don't have Remo Freuler to give the world's easiest uh, assist. Yeah. anymore but mm-hmm. if they're in those corners especially in that position it's got to be him I think and even mm-hmm. on the other side of the pitch I am not a fan of Adam Olufman taking free kicks in corners yeah. I, I don't understand why he's doing yeah. that mm-hmm. so
1: anyway that's just my thoughts yeah I would like to see if miners with with more free because he takes corners yeah when maybe when they're not in the pitch at the same time I'm not sure but he he it can put a like decent corner ball. In. I feel
0: like he's fourth on the pecking order, though. I feel like it's Malinowski,
1: Lookman, Lucho, and then and Miners it. after that, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Something to keep an eye on, I think, going forward. But his free kicks are great today. Yes. Almost almost had two almost had two goal contributions off him, basically. Yep. Um, who's next? Daron. Six and a half. Ooh. Um, I would I would really want to just like I was watching. I was watching um, Barcelona iron on Tuesday. Just and I was just watching Busquets for a couple minutes here and there and just watching what he does. And it's like, when you're watching a game, it's really hard to figure out what's going on in the midfield. If you're not just focusing solely on what's happening on the midfield, I would love to find 90 minutes where I'll, I can just rewatch a game and maybe just watch Cup miners in their mm-hmm. and watch nothing else just to see what, what they can do. Because it feels like we short, we, we've talked about this before, right? Where we feel like you can shortchange these guys, especially when we're giving a rating because you're not really watching what they're doing because your eyes are so focused on where the ball is and not all the work that goes into getting the ball there or preventing what's going to happen next when the ball moves elsewhere with their movement and stuff like that. Um, I don't know, it's just something I thought of when I was giving this rating because I'm like, I don't really remember have, have much to offer with what Tarun did. But... Yeah,
0: I think one of the things, too, with with Darun is, you know, we've talked about it with, with Froiler. You know, Darun kind of stayed back when, when Remo went forward a little mm-hmm. bit. But I think Cope Miners most certainly is um, going forward way more than, than Remo ever did. So, ever so yeah. I think kind of what we talked about of him starting further back you're gonna see less of Martin, especially if you're watching the ball.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I think to me, the easiest way to to judge Martin Daroon is look who he's marking and see what their and see what that contribution to the match is. Yeah, right?
1: That's a good and way to think about how it. How
0: many yellow cards did he get? You know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I think that I think that's the best way to judge Martin Darun right now because Cook Miner's has much more range than remo did and so it's not even a double. it's almost like not a double pivot anymore you have you you have it's like you have a a bobber and a sinker you know Mm -hmm. martin is the bobber he just kind of sits on the surface there kind of cleaning up and and it's the penetration comes from cope miners so it's a little bit of a different feel
1: yeah definitely yeah a good way to think about it for sure uh, who's next? I'll i so I'll get through these a little quicker now. Um Lookman, I gave a six. Yep. Not the best day. Nope. And after I obviously didn't figure out what happened the first 40 minutes. I gave Malinovsky a six and a half. I probably should grade him lower than that based off what we were talking about earlier. <sighs> um, Muriel, I gave a five and a half. Hasn't scored yet. It's crazy after six matches for him, but that's where we are. Apparently threw his jersey off after the after he came off and Gasparini had some choice words for mm-hmm. him with the press conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what are you going to do? Here we go. Yeah, Ederson, I gave a six. Maybe we could have bumped him up a little because I think I think when he came on, the match did did favor Atlanta's favor a little bit more. Uh, but Hoyland, six and a half didn't really have any scoring opportunities. But like we talked about, I think his. His hold-up play was a bit better. Much better. Was, was able to body up Kirakesh pretty well. Um,
0: he, he had that one, I don't know if he was up against Kirakesh or not, but into the corner, and he really just, he followed the ball. Like, he chased down the ball, got in front of the defender, and yeah. held onto the ball and really just held onto it and, you know, won a free kick. It was yeah. a yeah. really, really nice. It
1: was, this the, was this pause. a free kick that led to the goal? I think so. I think so. Was it? Okay. I think that was that. There we go. Maybe we should bump them up to a seven then. With Do that. It. Why not? Yeah, why not? These are so official. We can't We can't change it yeah, after <laughs> the fact. <laughs> and, and then Pasolich, Melee, Zorte, I didn't even give ratings to because they played um, five minutes. Maybe I could have given a rating to Pasolich, but I didn't recall what he did really. So no rating. Um, man of the match could have gone a couple ways, I think, again. I gave it to Toloy this time. I thought he was excellent at the back and very and with industrious his back, going forward. He was excellent
0: with his back. And
1: with his back as well. Apparently the, the league doesn't see it that way and denied him the goal, but uh, I a great performance from him and Demerol at the back and cup miners as well, but toss up between those three, I think.
0: Yeah, it was a shame that it was, uh, it, 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 the result came as it was, but, A lot of still things to be excited about. I'm definitely less excited about 3 4 2 1 than I am a 4 2 3 1. So, in looking forward to Roma on Sunday, Nick Roma has a a Europa League match on Thursday. Yeah. Right. Again, one of those things that, you know, we have an advantage to not have Europe, uh, as much as, of course, we'd love to have Europe. You know, it's good for us that we get a whole week, you would think, you know. to prepare for this match, Roma comes in in fifth place, just one point behind us, yep. four wins one draw, one loss, but uh not not very convincing in their matches, you know um scored eight, conceded six, only a plus two goals difference uh, i plus... think I think that this this game is is winnable, Nick
1: definitely, and they're in Rome right yeah um yeah, yeah, especially with. Roma coming off the the um, the Europa League. A game they should probably win, but they should have beat Ludo Goretz probably too, yeah. so you never know with that. And I watched them play Empoli. I wanted to see how they played, and Empoli had a lot of chances to win this game too yep. before um, Akba Akbro went off with, with the red card. So that one was certainly in the balance for a really long time. And it almost it feels like Roma had the, I thought it his number last year, sure right? We sure did the, the heavy attack, and Marina's like, Okay, I'm just gonna sit back, win the ball back from you, and just pounce on the counter attack and and win that way. And killed us in one match, right? What was, was it? 4 1 was that the mm-hmm. final, yeah. uh, and then it was 1 0 in the other match. So, and this is gonna be a game where two teams basically tried the same style against yeah. each other again, probably almost like what we saw with Cremonese. Uh, but a higher quality opponent definitely than Cramanese, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I really don't, really don't have a great read on it. Roma's held possession for 47% so the season, so they definitely are being a little less assertive on the ball. Uh, yeah, Celar Natana, had more... too.
0: Mourinho season two, you're gonna see
1: that. Yeah, Kremenese had more possession than Roma when they played each other in the second match week. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really weird. They'll go 3-4-3 three, three, obviously. We, we might go 3-4-3 three, three too, but I'd, I'd rather not. Um, yeah, what do
0: you what do you want to see? Who do you want to see starting 11 against the Roma?
1: Definitely it's got to be a back four, right? So I think so. Tolloy Demiral for sure. Not not a game. I want to put Okoli in. It, this is a this is a pretty a very important points up for grabs really. Is me Abraham injured? He did he get, did he get did he set, get sent off with a knock in the in the match against Empoli because sure. he was because he played that a whole match I think yeah mm-hmm. he Bilotti came in at eighty first minute for him uh, I don't think he's injured okay just um aside. but yeah back for, for for speed were you thinking do you want a faster guy in just the no I'm just him? thinking back. I'm just thinking about like maybe
2: you know I, it doesn't matter you put you put Demerol on him that's yeah. all.
1: Yeah. Um, and then Soppy, Soppy. Left. I, I like I like Soppy on the left. Honestly, I I, I want to see if there's a little more there with him and looking on that left side. And then give me Zortea. I really want to see what Zortea mm. can do on the right. I think he's in the better position to to not mess up as bad as O'Coley might be if you're worried about a young guy in a game like this. So I want to see them. I want to see the Cup miners. And then I want to see Malinowski in the middle. Maybe a little further back, uh, but part of that attacking
2: um, quartet a little bit. Ederson,
1: Lookman, and then Hoyland up front. Yep. That's what I would prefer.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what I'd like to see. Uh, I, even, I even feel the same way about uh, Sortea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see him there. Um, is Zaniolo injured still from his shoulder injury, or is he back? I think so. I think he's still injured. Yeah, that's a, that's a, he tears us up. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a huge loss for them. Any kind of pace. Maybe this is a different Atalanta. I don't know. Maybe I'm still thinking like the old Atalanta. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's definitely players on Roma that can hurt you. Um, it would be really, really interesting to see Sapi on the right go up against Spinazzola. Mm-hmm. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that you're going to see Hans Hatsubourg up against yeah. Leonardo Spinazzola, yeah. um, guys who used to play across from each other. Uh, yeah. So that would that, that that would be kind of be a cool matchup. Yeah, I think I think in in this match, um, it's it's just going to be what we normally see. I think this is probably the first match where we go behind, um, and I think that we win this though. I think we're going to win two one.
1: Okay, all right. I like the enthusiasm. I I didn't know what to call before we. Before he came on, but I'm, I I would like, I would, I would like to watch the game tomorrow. Might not be able to uh, probably feel more confident in the answer then, but I I think, you know what, now that Roma's played, this will be four matches in 10 games, 10 days for them. The fatigue might start kicking in early. Yeah. Why not? We'll go win. I'll I'll say two, one as well. I think that's, I think that's a fair, fair scoreline with everything that Roma has, has to to worry about with their, their really clogged schedule.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think
0: actually the first half ends 1-1. Um, I think we have mm-hmm. a better first half and maybe Ron- Roma sneaks uh, one Bias. I'm going to go with a Pellegrini. Uh, yeah. No, you know what? No, it'll be a free kick. It'll be Roger Ibanez. Ah, okay. It'll
1: be Roger Ibanez, uh, okay. it'll,
0: it'll be Roger Ibanez uh, with a header from a, a free kick, and I think that we go back and Cope Miners gets uh, a penalty. I think that okay. Chris Smalling, Chris Smalling uh, fouls um, Rasmus Hoyland in in mm-hmm. the box and uh Hope miners becomes uh Penel miners and uh gets his gets his pen, pen yeah. miners <laughs> pen, 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 pen miners pen 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 cook miners yeah and uh it'll be uh one one at the half and then i think that
2: who's gonna score
0: I think we'll get back-to-back uh, goals from from um, from Mary Demerol. I think Cup Cup Miners gets an assist from free kick from almost the exact same position.
1: So we we need we need set pieces to help us out again. We need set pieces. One yep, yep. And Rob was pretty well, well, well. it'll be interesting to see because Roma got carved apart by Udinese. So we definitely yep. know they are prone. They can they they are prone and susceptible on the break um, sometimes. But I will go Ederson. Ederson gets his first goal with the club. And I think we will have Pasolich come off the bench and, and get the second goal. Forgot about Super Mario. Super Mario. Yeah. The, 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 the guy that Romo wanted or apparently wanted this year comes back and says, nope, sorry. Yep. Yeah.
0: Otantoto is uh,
1: black and blue through and through. Yeah. And I think, right. Ab- I, think, I think the score, I think Abraham gets the first goal. I and think Abraham they, does. Okay. They, they're able to uh, yeah. settle it down from there. Yep. So
0: we go behind for the first time in the season, but we come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we come back right away. Yeah. Coke miners with a great penalty. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. It's fun to predict things, and sometimes they happen. So, or maybe Melo comes in outside of the outside of the boot cross to Rasmus Boyland. Really? I'll, I'll put that. I'll put that in. I'll put that in. Uh, in the coffers to see if maybe that that, that, that okay. could be a definite option. Uh, as well. Actually, Mela starting this match might actually be pretty good, I think. On the left?
2: Yeah. Since, yeah. Mela
0: on the left, Soppy on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like if that happens, we go three at the back. Yeah. but That's just, that's just me. But Hopefully exactly. we go four. Okay. Well, that is Roma. If we win that match, we'll hopefully some of the other teams drop some points.
1: Yeah. Um, Nap- well, Napoli and Milan play each other, so yep. one of those is... One of them, hopefully, both drop points yep. in that one yeah
0: so then we can maintain first place after seven match days nick i want to talk about one thing let's do it can we talk about Udinese for a second
1: please let's do it
0: i mean they are just tearing it up they're in fourth place 13 points tied with with roma was that four consecutive wins Uh, uh yeah yeah
1: that's four consecutive wins yep
0: so I don't know what it is that uh, uh, that Sotil is doing over there, but uh, all of a sudden, you know, even their subs are looking fantastic. Obviously, we know Beto's fantastic. We know Destiny Udoji's fantastic. We know De La Feo is fantastic. But Arslan is looking like a a, a freaking winner. And then who's that that other guy? I think he's like Croatian or Serbian getting some amazing goals. Some Harzic? Some Harzic, yeah. Some, yeah. some Harzic, yeah. Mm-hmm unbelievable what's going on over there they i mean they're I definitely playing uh a, a counter attacking style
1: that is super exciting yeah it's because bram noitek didn't start against asaolo that's why they can bram <laughs> that's why they did so well it's, you i don't
0: know no, it's because they got rid of the world's most annoying fullback you know who i'm talking about the boys were... not molina right who... no, no 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 mr mr basketball Danish Jens Strigger Larsen. Oh Oh, Strigger Larsen.
1: Oh Oh, my god! I hated him. I hated that guy. Where is he now? (laughs) He didn't get called up for Denmark, did he? Oh, I hope not. Uh, He was with his buddy Andreas Cornelius at Trabzonspor. Oh, but but no, he just got there this year. He was, yeah, yeah. This is the year he left for Trabzonspor. This is the year he left. Yeah. Yep.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go figure. Right, Strigger Larsen leaves. All of a sudden, Woodinez is looking like world beaters. Yeah. Um. I that that team to me is is so exciting. I am I watch like all the Udinism matches. Now. Nice,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to start it. I've only, I only saw them play Roma like the last 15 20 minutes of that match, but so so
0: who do they have? Who do they have? Uh, um, this is,
1: this will be juicy. They play inter, yeah, they play inter. Um, how oh, this is early match
0: next well, Sunday? So, so this this if they beat Inter and Milan and, and Napoli draw and Atalanta wins. You have Atalanta and Udinese, number one and number two after seven match seven matches in Look at we'll
2: that! That
0: would be yeah. so great. The two queens of the provinces, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How fantastic would that be? Two two teams that own their own stadiums. Oh, except that the the Gavis is always full, and the Dacha looks full because it has different colored seats.
1: Different colored seats to just <laughs> mask it, mask their attendance. Yeah. I just
0: hope, I hope that the Pozzos are seeing this and they invest more money. I, I know that they're you know they're a direct competition, but who cares about Watford and Granada? Come on, I know Udinese. Yeah, if if they can if they can be our buddies to take down the big guys, then I I'm all I'm for it.
1: I've I've had a soft spot for them ever since, like when I started following Serie A loosely like 10, 12 years ago when they mm-hmm. made the championship. like yeah. it's like this is this is a team that's like you you can't like dislike. No, I feel like even even if you're mad at them for being pesky and stuff, it's like it's Udinese. Like like, you're happy. It's a feel good story all the time. I think.
0: I feel like they're so like out there, like where they are in Friuli, like Mm -hmm. it's practically Slovenia, like (laughs) or Austria. However, however far out they are over there, and it's like any kind of regional derbies are not there because they're all like lower lower division. You know, like even Venezia doesn't really count because Venezia's derbies with Verona uh Really, yeah. so and, I mean, all the things I've heard about Udine is just—it's just a sleepy, boring town, right? Yeah. Like,
2: never, I was,
1: never it, offending. Like ten years ago, I was in that part of Italy for a couple days. I wasn't in Udine exactly. I forget what town I was in, but I had a, I had a good time just hiking and chilling in the mountains and stuff like that. It's a good yeah, area. It's a beautiful so, area.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. different. A lot more, you know, German influence. Slavic yeah. influence, not, not as much as like Trieste, but like, you know, and maybe not as much German influence as like Bolzano, like of FC Sud fame. Exactly. Where Which Mazziello, is not out in space. Maziello right, is yeah. there now, by the way, yeah. in Sud Tyrol. How, yeah. how great is that? Anyways, just wanted to put that out there that I am I'm kind of uh, standing Udinese a little bit. So
1: good for them. Yeah. And especially after they lose Molina. Right, they lose Soppy, even though Soppy that wasn't really in their starting plans. But heck, they've they figured out what they have to do to, to keep being good. So I'm hope I'm hoping to keep Cook. So that would be nice if Atalanta continues to do well, obviously for our own benefit, and we can make European spots again. And Udinese does it as well, so we can knock two of the teams out, like Fiorentina, maybe who's off to a bad start. And it'd be great if Juve just keeps. Falling, falling. They they finish eighth somehow, which would be beautiful. But I don't see that happening, but it would be great. Well, to quote Walt Disney, if you can dream it, it can happen. It can happen. Nick? Speaking of, sorry, speaking of Juventus really fast, Mm. I thought it was embarrassing in this match today in the Champions League against Benfica. It looked like a third of the stadium was empty, at least down with all these expensive seats. And it's like Champions League, Wednesday night, and they can't get the alliance filled up. It's probably their own fault for like setting ticket prices so high, but that's that's a little sad to see that people can't get in the seats for the for those matches, yeah, Ugh. well,
0: I don't know. there's another black and white taken over, so good for them,
1: yeah, mm-hmm.
0: all right, Nick. I think that does it for today's podcast for this week. Um let everybody know where they can find you, where yes. they can read your good stuff
1: at the um, maybe Sarah Analyst Pod. Who knows? I like I'm putting that one on hiatus and until things get a little more clear. But yep, match articles, etc., still up and up and going. So go check it out. Of course, you can follow me at Atlanta underscore Vegas. You can follow the pod at Atlanta Pod.
0: Listeners, I am in the process of changing our podcast server. So hopefully, you'll get to see more episodes coming. Nothing should change for you guys, but hopefully, hopefully, that issue with only seeing a few of the latest episodes. Um, is going to be Result. So a uh, little tech issues there, but uh, hopefully you'll get to see more of the library uh, of the Atalanta pod, and you can enjoy that. But until next week, Forza Atalanta sempre. Ciao, tifosi. Ciao.
2: Ciao. Vi non ti lasciamo mai. E forza la canna, e forza la carta, Vi ci dai, non ti lasciamo mai.